me with your rhythm stick. Hit me, hit me. That's how that goes. Oh, it sounds like a new song. No, it's an old one from a thousand years ago. It was played on a lute, which proves it was old. I remember that. Really? Who recorded it? Who was the singer and songwriter? uh, Saint Lucas Bothswain Hiveington Shire. (laughs) Junior, <laughs> it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to believe. I'm, I'm not in disbelief. I am in no Do way. Do you I am believe in life after love? That was another one of his old Botherington Shirington. <laughs> Again, I'm struggling. That was a share original. I thought. I don't know if she wrote it, but I believe she is the one who popularized it. Oh well, he did share it. Other artists could cover <laughs> it as well. Believe was written by committee. Uh, I think just like. Four, six people wrote on it. Really? And she didn't get any writing credits. Yeah. No. Really? No. It doesn't seem like it has that much creativity packed into it. Well, very much like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sync us up. Shut oh, up. Yeah, sure. Shut mm. up, both of you. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to sync us up. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. So anyway. Yes. I looked him dead in the eye and I slapped my hand on the counter and I said, if you betray me, I'm going to stab your fucking guts out. Wow. Right. Yeah, obviously. Then then I gave him the money and I sent him to the Build-A-Bear workshop. (laughs) Wait, you thought, where did you think you would get betrayed? Mm? Oh, right. Well. Well, let me tell you a little bit of backstory about me. A little bit of a little bit of law, if you if you will allow me the indulgence. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Isn't it though? Um, right. The thing is, I love bears. Who doesn't? Uh. But I famously have no imagination when it comes to bears. Mm-hmm. Famously? I just can't think them up. Yeah, it's on my Wikipedia page, probably, within 10 minutes of this going out. Sure. I mean, when I think of Jim, I think Boglins, Pogs, Bears. Yeah. It's right there. Or No Imagination for Bears, I think specifically, right? Right. No Imagination for Bears, despite a mutual respect. They respect you too? <laughs> I would, yeah. A bear's never disrespected him. I've, I've never had any quarrel with a bear. None of the comments on your YouTube pages, as far as you know, are from actual human, not human. They're they're all from humans. They're none from bears. Uh, they're all from human bears. <laughs> I was going to say, I was mixing myself up. It's been a long day for me. I may be more confused than usual, just warning you. Well, the point is, is I know this, this frail lad called Warren, who I send down to the Build-A-Bear workshop to go and get one made up for me so he can come up with a better idea for the bears. How old is Warren? He's a sickly little earth earthworm of a creature, but he's easily bullied. Does he like teddy bears and, and building bears? I don't know. That would require a level of intimacy that I personally am not comfortable with. And I'm so bad at imagining bears, I can't even imagine someone else having an imagination for bears, Jonathan. So I've got to take Warren at his word, which is why I always threaten to stab his guts out if he betrays me along the way. I give him $500, he comes back with a built bear. Direct, hot off the workshop presses. $500? That is so much money. Of course he's doing this. I was wondering, how did this arrangement start? Because a sickly, earthworm-like lad normally wouldn't just be chatting with a a gentleman such as yourself about teddy bears. But if he's making $500 a pop, he must be thrilled. What do you mean people like Jim? People like... If, I was guessing this person was under 18, so it's like 
a minor talking with Jim, who's a major, he's an adult, and him being like, get me those bears or else. I don't know how old he is. I don't rightly care. I just don't want him spending the money on toffee or BMX trick guidebook or a wheel. Right, sent him for a bear. You expect a bear. I don't know what sickly little lads are into spending money on. All I know is I give him $500, I expect $500 worth of bear. No, I was going to say, I mean, you know that those Build-A-Bears are like 20 maybe $30. There's a lot of money. I hope I... Did I just kill War... Uh, did I... Is he going to die now that I told you? It's... it's there. He's spe- He's keeping a lot of the money is my point. Don't kill him for that. I don't think so. You don't think that he's keeping the money? Can you imagine how expensive it must be to build a bear? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I've got no imagination for bears. It's not that expensive. It's got to be. They... they Jonathan, I don't think you understand the principal, like, like fundamental aspect of Build-A-Bear Workshop. They are a workshop dedicated entirely to the building and maintenance of bears. Uh, the teddy bears. I think you're getting confused with the other workshop, the Bilderberg Workshop, where you build your own member of a Bilderberg Group steering committee. That's significantly more expensive because you really don't know what they look like. But but, but that's, I mean, the, you know these aren't living bears. These are t- stuffed teddy bears. That's what he's bringing back, right? Or is he bringing back living bears? I don't know. He brings me back bears. I don't know enough about bears. I can't <laughs> conceive enough about bears to know the difference between a, a live one and a fake one. I mean, you're just now telling me that there's a possibility there are, are bears out there that aren't real? That's the first I'm hearing of this, Jonathan. That's the first I'm hearing of this. Is Winnie the Pooh real or, or is he not? He's a, he's a toy and in a, in a pretend story he can talk and walk like a, like a person, but he's, he's still a toy. He's not an actual living bear. And there are living bears that are much bigger on average than stuffed bears. I just, I couldn't, I was listening the whole time, but I'm looking up prices on Build-A-Bear. Online exclusive cuddly brown bear, $14. Tropical popsicle bear, $22. Happy hugs, Teddy, $15. So if you're giving him $500, he is maybe pocketing up to $485, not including tax on... And I said to him, I said, £45 for a copy of Francis the Firefly. You can turn around and you can fucking do one. Walk. Walk on this. I'm going to walk. W- walk on what? Shouldn't be that expensive. It shouldn't be that expensive for a children's guidebook to fire safety communicated through the antics of a firefly and that no good cocky roach is this a is this a cartoon reference there was a cartoon of it when i was a when i was a a young lad when i was a young boy in the past Mm. in merry old england town where i grew up with the queen and john cleese because we all we were all friends we all went to eton there was this little, like, fire safety storybook about a firefly called Francis that was encouraged to play with matches by that no-good cocky roach. Oh. Burnt the whole forest down. Burnt her mum's face off. I can't, I can't quite remember how the story goes, but I wanted a copy. It's a cautionary tale. It's, it, to me, I, I just hear it as a, a story of urban and rural class divide. Huh. You know, here we have these this evil cockroach from the city coming to the forest with their simple rural lifestyle and encouraging them to burn it all down. And it just seems wrong. Yeah, it feels wrong. You can't be too careful these days. Jonathan, do you think we should live in a police state? <laughs> no. I want to really get to the heart of the matter here. I want to, I want to like get into the deep philosophy of the situation that's going on out there in America right now. America, the United States of America. Yeah. Yes. I think we could make you, Jonathan, the forefront socio-political commentator of America and a philosopher king. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be a philosopher king? Get you a long white beard for you to stroke and a crown? I was told by my current day job boss that she would make me a king. She's like, come to my department, we're going to make you a king. 
and it hasn't panned out. I've been been there for a year now. I'm not a king. I'm I'm doing all sorts of uh, grunt work, a lot of scooping of poops of of sorts. And uh, on top of that, it was just the uh, Electronic Three, the the E3 Expo, and people were like, "Where's your coverage?" And I was like, "I did some," and they're like, "You know, Jim Sterling, he's like the Bernie Sanders of video game commentary." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They went on to say, and, and you are like the Hillary Clinton. <laughs> you are like the dry, safe, cerebral, soulless, washed up, no longer relevant. Like you pop in every once in a while on a talk show and be like, well, I think they should do this. And then you just disappear. Totally irrelevant. Whereas Bernie's still in the fight. That would mean that Conrad Zimmerman over there. Is old Donald Trump's. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah, I was thinking I was more of like, uh, I don't know, Jay Inslee. But I already said what I said, so. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's going to stick. No, I, 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 I see him as I much more of an old. Ocasio Cortez. Mm, oh, yeah, no, I was thinking of Seth Moulton. <laughs> it's very self depreciating, I think. It could be Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's gonna the... try at one point, any. He? He's gonna try and run. At some point, Seth MacFarlane will wake up and think, "Oh, a thousand ways to die in the West was a good idea. Let's follow that up with a presidential run." Is that how many ways it was to die in the West? I can't remember. I think it's yeah, like one hundred or a thousand and one or something like and that. And one, he's always he's always got a, he's always got to go that little bit extra. Mm. Fuck him, he tries too hard <laughs> Wow He's a dramatic actor now He's in, I think he's in the uh, Roger Ailes biopic starring, Speaking of uh, actors Speaking of actors, why the hell haven't you auditioned For that Adam Sandler film That he's filming in Boston Where they're advertising for extras Oh, I, I, I didn't even know The producer of this show, Justin he, he told me about this And I thought to myself, I sat back Foolishly, I guess, how Foolish in my arrogance, I sat back and thought, well, I don't need to alert Boston's favourite son to this. If Adam Sandler hasn't sought him out first, he'll be up in that audition trailer like like, like a bullet throughout a gun. Jeez, yeah, I, I, I often know what's filming. I know Chris Evans was shooting something around here. Well, of course, you've got to... You got to know what you can audition for to maintain your profile. I'd never thought of audition. I usually just know because people are talking about it. I haven't auditioned for anything before. Well, how did you get the role in Squidler Squeegees? <laughs> I did uh, star in the pilot of a television show. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about it, but the, the... oh, is this Ballad of Buster Scruggs the TV series? <laughs> no, that. He, I don't know if you've seen that movie. I don't want to spoil it, but there's there's not too far you can go with some of those characters with the bulk bulk of them. But the director of photography on the television pilot that we shot was the same director of photography on. It's not called Old Guys. It's not called Old School. Grown Ups and Grown Ups Two. Grown Ups Two, the movie, the Adam Sandler movies. Mm-hmm. So he has directed Adam Sandler's photography. He definitely could have gotten me an extra position on, on that movie if I knew when I was shooting, but it's probably too late. Well, that, now I'm just further disappointed. Yeah. Oh, I, sorry. I can only imagine how heartbroken Adam Sandler must be right now. He's fine. He... No, he's, he's there in his trailer at the audition place, now probably still, going, Wow, the only reason today Age of Sandra was filming Ow. in Boston. Well, so that I could meet Biden's favorite son. But now I can't. I don't think that's... the refreshing taste. Yes, he's contractually obliged by the Coke company to say that after every sentence now. It's really quite sad. He lives around here. He lives in, like, Framingham or something. I know. He's been trying to run into you by coincidence. I really don't think so. Uh, we were both on MTV at one point, and I don't... At the same think... time? No. Knife fight. I would love to see Jonathan Off-Road Rules, Northern Trail, in a knife fight with Adam Sandler. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I would just get stabbed. I'm so 
unenthusiastic about hurting anybody, and he is quite venomous. Uh, <laughs> stage it like the the music video for Beat It. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a good video. But they never stab each other; then they just dance it off. I think. Well, I said stage it like it. I think oh, stage. Outcome yeah. would oh, be sure. the same. I mean, we could get some cattle prods and make you dance while you do it. I'll challenge Adam Sandler to a knife fight. Come on. I don't think he'll have much of a sense of humor about that. Is it the knife? It's the knife, isn't it? It's not the, He gets threats a lot. He's actually quite despised. Is it the fact you're going to have to do it in your underpants? I didn't know that. No, I'm you not. You do? Right, okay, because that's your concern, isn't it? That everyone will look at your back and see your X versus Sever tattoo. <laughs> X versus <laughs> that was the uh, Lucy Liu and uh, Antonio Banderas action epic X versus Sever. It's the best name for a film ever. Yeah. It's like it's a video game or something. Yeah, sort of. Like we're gonna know these. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the theater and see a poster up and think, oh shit, this is the latest X film. <laughs> And Seth is in it as well. This is the crossover I've been waiting for. I've never seen it, but I kind of want this podcast to eventually become an X versus Sever fan podcast. I've seen the trailers. I've seen several trailers. Is Sever actually in it, or is it one of those Marvel-style what-if stories? Because they faked us out with the last three Sever films. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that um, somebody is like Sheila X... Benicio and Charles Sever Grayson or something. They're that's their nicknames. It's not their real names, but they they thought it would sound extreme. They thought it would sound cutting edge for the uh, Generation X who wants to be defined by X's, and that's why there's a medication called Zyprexa. They just for like Z's and X's. They sell every time Xbox. List goes on. You put an X in something, people think it'll sell. So, do you think talking of selling, if they could have sold? X versus Sever hard enough and turned it into a franchise that they would stop after X versus Seven. <laughs> Can you believe this podcast is free? Can you believe people have free access to this high quality comedy? They're incredibly lucky. All 250 of them <laughs> are the blessed chosen very few. And they're just getting gold. It's pearls before swine on the internet. Jonathan, everyone on it's a pig. They're pigs? Just an ignorant, snorting pig. Everyone. Yeah. On it, the internet. Yes. It feels that way sometimes. I don't know if it's true, but it feels. I mean, feels metaphorically, that way. they couldn't hold the phones in their trotters. I mean, everyone's a metaphorical pig. Me, you as well. Mm. Conrad, a little bit. Oink, oink, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, we're all pig-like. We all have pig traits, yeah. but we, we can we're rise above. Disgusting, well, we disgusting, phone pigs. We don't have. We don't have to be. We can be the Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders of video games too, if we want. What do you think this is? Medieval times? No. Should Should we run a medieval tavern together, Jonathan? <laughs> no. No. Should we? Should Should we? Should I we? Don't, I don't Conrad, think so. Should we run a? Conrad, we should run a medi- we should run a medieval tavern, though, shouldn't we, Conrad? Oh my gosh, I, that's the best idea. Why haven't we before? Why why can't Boston's favorite son run a medieval tavern? I could see it behind the bar right now, you know, uh, shirtless mm. with just an apron on around his waist. Yep, the rump and paddle, ye olde rump and paddle in. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it sounds like a BDSM sort of a a spanking and wanking leather whips and chains sort of a deal, which is not... I hadn't considered it, but now that you bring it up... Yeah, I mean, a medieval tavern called spanking and wanking. (laughs) No, don't call it that. That sounds like my kind of dicks. Mm -hmm. It's really... Mm -hmm. It's a home to leather daddies everywhere. Conrad will be playing a lute. Ooh, yes. Uh, Lute's the stringed one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like a flute. He'll be a bard. He'll be the hard bard of Boston. And he'll, he'll greet people and say, Oh, I've got a bard on for you. Same joke, but I wanted to make use of both ways I could play it. Right, right, yeah. Sure, I flipped it, yeah. Yeah. 
And he'll say that to everyone who comes and goes. Oh, yeah. Actually, anyone who he anyone he can trick into making eye contact with him. <laughs> hey, hey, got a bardod for you. Exactly. And we'll <laughs> so... give you a floppy cap with a feather in it, and you can, like, lift that and, and wobble it about a bit in your hand as you bow. Sounds so jocular. Sounds so... Oh, I forgot to say, I'm in uh, a co-worker's basement because there wasn't time for <laughs> me to get anywhere else. That's perfect. Before the show started. No, That's just right now. That's where we make the tavern. So they may come in at any time. They may just be like, get off my couch. Like I'm, I'm squatting this week. Well, sure. And if, if they come into the base, if they come into the basement, you could turn around and say, ah, hail and hearty traveler, my friend. Hail and hearty. Pull up a chair and sidle by the fireplace. Shall I put on some boar for you? Some boar to eat? Yes. I hear them coming. I don't think I'm. Boar. I don't think I'm going to say that when they come down. I hear them moving towards the stairs. (laughs) I don't have any boar. From the radiator forest. We put some hand behind a radiator. It's the best we could do. We're in a basement, Jonathan. We're trying our best. <laughs> That's not good. They're warm by the radiator, by the medieval Mm-mm. half. That's 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 the problem. It's branding. We just don't call it a radiator. Roasted at the half. Gas mark 10. Should I carve you off a slice of boar? That's not what they want. Ye oldie boar. I'll be the customer for right now. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, that sounds... This is your friend. That sounds a great. A pizza pie. I'm from Boston. <laughs> Sit on it. Hey. <laughs> That's, she doesn't talk much. I ain't got like no that. respect. <laughs> that's like a little bit like Borat, a little bit like Yakov Smirnoff. Definitely no, no one I've met from Boston. Little Rodney Dangerfield mm, too, I guess. The refreshing taste of Coca-Cola, an American product. <laughs> what am I gonna do? They said this uh, theoretical customer sounds pretty confused, pretty nonplussed at their options. Hey, barkeep, pass me a beer. And then you, you know, you would be like, oh, we serve only mead and ale. And I am no barkeep. I am the innskeeper. Crumpet disaster. <laughs> Is my name? Yes. Announce yourself. <laughs> like, welcome me. I'm the customer. I want to be welcomed as a hale and hearty traveller. Asked if there were tales from the road. Offered some Bread, which will have made proper stale, so it tastes medieval. Crumpet disaster? Yes. So I so I would have to say, welcome. Do the voice. The voice? Oh, yes. I can't do that. That's I can't roll an R to save my life. That's good <laughs> that's, as I that's it gets. That's a mugway. Yeah, that's as good as I get. So they can come in and do I can go. Do your best. My name is Crumpet Disaster. My name is Crumpet Disaster. My name is Crumpet Disaster. I have bread and beer. Do you want any? (laughs) I I can give it to you. Yeah, you don't have beer. You have mead. You've mead and ale. I know. I'm terrible at this. It's really not my... I'm not cut out for this job. I'm trying, though. I'll keep trying. You just kind of changed the cadence of the words. You didn't do much to alter your own voice to sound more like a medieval innskeeper. No. No, you really didn't. Oh. I mean, I can I can pick up some of the slack as the saucy wench. That's great. I look forward to this. Ferrying, ferrying <laughs> mugs of mead around, going, Oh! Oh! Got mead. Oh, I got mead. Would you like some mead? Would you, you like some mead? Would you like some mead, you dirty little boy? And then someone will pinch me on the ass, and I'll turn around and go, "Oh, oh, you fucking bastard!" <laughs> so anyway, that that'll get them in the mood to have a nice saucy wench calling them a fucking bastard, Jonathan. 
They used to be able to talk like that in medieval times. They hadn't invented the ratings yet. There was no such thing as a PG. Oh, I guess that's true. You couldn't get yelped. No. You couldn't, no. There was uh, just word of mouth, and everyone was intoxicated to the point where they weren't sure if what happened in their recollection actually happened in real life. So, Well, and in a lot of cases, you might be the only medieval bar serving a community. And in oh. fact, I think there's a very good chance of that likelihood here. There were no rules in medieval times. There's rules now, though. So, I mean, if we break those rules, yeah. Like, if you had a problem with your competition, you could just burn it to the ground. They didn't live long back then. I think life expectancy, because of stuff like this, in part, was like... 28 or something so but now people are living a long time there's rules there's yelp reviews there's law and order there's uh all sorts of stuff that if we defy it not not if we lead line the basement ain't no one getting a reception down there uh lead line oh i see but they they'll leave and then use the um the wi-fi use the 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 internet no they won't they'll be too enchanted by the atmosphere (laughs) There's a there's a corner that we've cordoned off. We're calling it the dump corner. <laughs> People can go there and relieve themselves after they've had some radiator roasted ham at the hearth. Relieve them? Like... Yeah. Th- yeah. And we've mixed in lots of straw with it to create a nice medieval aroma to add to the atmosphere. I've started Ugh. a series of small fires. <laughs> no, To make what? it nice and smoky in there. What? No, no. So, no, that's... Uh, we're not going to last an hour. The, the place is going to burn down. Feces is often very flammable. They're controlled fires. Uh, that's what I've you say, some, but... I've splashed some water about on the floor. Yeah, it's never going to make it past that barrier. Yeah. <laughs> not, not through carpet. Water evaporates. It's not like that cartoon where there's a fire and then the little flames come out with legs and start dancing about the place. Uh, but f- water is not... Uh... It's not something that just stays there. It goes away. It evaporates. It trickles. It splashes around if anyone touches it. It diminishes in its place. It moves around. In medieval times, you could just eat mushrooms you found. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And people are going to eat the mushrooms I found as part of their hearty medieval stew. Wow. Oh, would you like another spoonful on your dumplings? I've got a pair of dumplings you can get your hands round, you fucking bastard! It's really, that part is, I can't deny that that part is good. Wild mushroom stew! Like, I would go, I wouldn't pay a cent, I would not eat a a, a crumb off of a plate from this place. It's free! (laughs) No, I can't, I wouldn't eat it, I wouldn't trust it, but if you worked there... As that saucy wench, I would definitely go. You ain't getting out of here till you've had some. (laughs) So it's free. And beyond that, in order to leave, you must pay by eating the food. That makes sense to me. It's not a profit deal. Look, we're reinventing the restaurant model here, drawing lessons from the past and techniques that have not been attempted before. I mean, we're going to find ways to keep the costs low. It's like, you know, like, like the mushrooms, for example. You know, it's not like we're paying for the mushrooms. We're just heading out to cow pastures and collecting them. I... I mean, it, is this still going to be in my friend's basement, in my co-worker's basement? Because she's, she's extremely clean. She, is, she got actually, the true story, she got very angry at me because I forgot to take my shoes off before I got down here in her basement. What she don't know won't hurt her. <laughs> she, she, what about she's... it? What about it, Innskeep? You and I are rough and tumble in the dump corner. Oh, you, you're a married man, you fucking bastards. We can have five minutes, but only if the bird watches. Wow. So, in the dump corner. I'll just be over here getting my bard on. <laughs> Where the feces and the straw is, is the bard watches from the corner. This is... It's funny, because this one started off... It strokes his loot. There's, there's a little bit of, like, oh, yeah, I could see that. Like, it, it's... <laughs> It's got a, a, a somewhat of a mainstream charm to do the funny, uh, but now it's just us having sex in feces while Conrad watches in the corner. It's quickly devolved into like several crimes. Sex isn't a crime. Uh, 
So having sex in front of people in feces, I, I'd have to look up the law books, but I'm, I'm sure that there's someone <laughs> someone came up with a way to stop that from happening before it started. <laughs> we got any lawyers listening? Yeah, that would be it's good. It's not that I want to know if I can do it or not. I just want to know how large the fine will be. <laughs> It's uh yeah, it's not commercially viable, is all all I'm saying. Well what I'm saying is if everyone has a couple of ladles of wild medieval mushroom stew, none of these problems will matter. <laughs> they're probably they're gonna be sick, hallucinating, or dying, or both, all three. It's not they're not safe those mushrooms, or they're just bad to eat. I'll be honest, we're hoping for two out of three. <laughs> That's what I've been told is, is the general practice. You know, you can get quick, fast, or good, pick two. Oh, that's or, true. You're, you're cheap, fast, good, pick two, yeah. Yeah, you're either fast or cheap, or you, you rarely get all the, all the good things. And I'll tell you that the, these were extremely cheap. <laughs> so they're, they're probably not good. I uh, found them. Yeah. Haven't you heard cheap. of... Haven't you heard of urban foraging? Uh, not really. No. Is that like going in dumpsters and stuff? Yeah, it's just people eating out the trash like overgrown hairless raccoons. That doesn't... It's the Freegan movement, I believe they call yeah. it. Yeah. Freeganism. Our, our old, uh, my old housemate, John Carnage, dabbled in Freeganism. And he went on to really? work... For- yeah. Really? I could not believe that of John Carnage. <laughs> no. I'm stunned. This is a revelation. <laughs> Enough said. Um, John Carnage, uh, our, our love goes out to you, we'll say. And I had an idea for this week. I had my own idea for my own way to, to get famous. Ooh! And it's got, it had some parallels with some of the stuff you've talked about the, already. Fucking in a pile of straw and shit. No, no. Oh, okay. But the Hillary Clinton thing is part of what gave me the idea when somebody said that to me. And you, I think... We were talking about pop music now, earlier. Jonathan. You can't run Hillary Clinton's campaign, though. I don't want to remember. Get you are running next year. I mm, road I, rules calls twenty twenty. Called. We've reached out to his people. I had forgotten about that. Actually, I think, I'm glad you reminded me. No, it was the way she is so like Hillary Clinton. Don't want to make this a little political podcast, but. When she was running, I would often like lick the screen. No, she really was not good at expressing feelings. Like her and and Al Gore, uh, it happens a lot. Where even if their ideas were good, they're just not performers. They're not like into the live performance part of being a politician. So, and I, I'm also not good at that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I could relate. And she's also very like edited. Like, she would never say a swear or say but or anything. That made me think of how, for a time, I think in the 90s, the 1990s, when the radio was still a powerful force in the music industry, there was a song, uh, I think the only lyrics to the song is a woman saying, I see you, baby, shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. But they did a radio edit. Where she said, I see you, baby, shaking that thing, shaking that thing, shaking that thing. I was completely, and that's like the only lyric in the song. And I was like, yeah. that, that is me. That sums me up. That is my new theme song. I am the guy who would not say ass, replace it with thing, <laughs> and then just say it over and over and over again for like an hour and a half. So I was thinking I would go on tour and just... Not even sing that song, just play it for an hour and a half. I like that idea. Everyone dance now. I like that idea. But I don't sing everybody dance now. (laughs) I just encourage them to dance with like, I don't know, moving my hands a little bit like a conductor. What if we we got a, a truck? Okay. And on the back of the truck was a big, um plastic tank like an overgrown aquarium tank okay and you were in there uh mm-hmm. sounds dangerous while we're playing music and you're campaigning campaigning <laughs> yeah you said you're gonna be hillary clinton no i said i was just gonna go on tour with that one song somebody else wrote do you lick the screen when you see her on television because i, do I have not. it on good authority i i read it 
I read it in the Hollywood dirt sheets that you frequently dream of being Hillary Clinton's pet dog. She is as attractive as she is just fine, but I'm not a screen licker in general and particularly not for her specifically. Yeah, this is nothing to... No, I mean, you literally dream of being her dog. So I'm licking the screen because I'm pretending to be a dog, like on site. Because you're reliving those dreams. Because... There are suggestions that in a past life you were Hillary Clinton's pet dog, Ruffles. I don't necessarily believe in past lives uh, and dog. Well, you don't have to believe in past lives for them to have happened. That's true. You, you don't have to believe for it you to be You were true. Hillary Clinton's dog, Ruffles Apocalypse. But wait, is that... I guess it's possible. <laughs> Ruffles Apocalypse. Because <laughs> she had a dog. Because she's older than me, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, By yeah. a few years. Yeah. So she may have had a dog, and then the dog died, and then I was born mm-hmm. when she was probably in her twenties or whatever, and then I was Ruffles Apocalypse, is what you're saying. It's, yes. it's technically possible. We've got him on tape admitting it now. No, I said it's not. <laughs> it's, I don't think it happened, but it's it's not it, entirely, completely impossible, just in terms of the way time oh, time works, Jonathan. The soup is going to pick this up, as you would admit that at one point you were a four-legged, hairy aster dog. Named Ruffles Apocalypse. Yeah. Owned by lawyer, secretary of state. I think she was like the, the whatever they call the super genius of your class. She went to Wellesley College, which is very close to Boston. So I'm actually quite familiar with the the campus Mm -hmm. the wellesley Mm -hmm. college grounds i worked there for a summer and had a lot of friends who went to wellesley college maybe 20 years ago perhaps 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 she was there when her dog died i think she was there now she was already minister of muggle relations by that point (laughs) i think she gave a commencement speech around the time yeah so someone i went to college with i remember them saying like oh hillary came and spoke um, this was like mid nineties, I think. So yeah, I'm, I'm not that many degrees away from Hillary Clinton in real life, from but that doesn't mean that I was, was her dog. No, I'm not her. I was, Have you ever I, heard of that game? Seven steps to Jonathan being someone's dog. <laughs> there are only seven steps away from you having been someone's dog in a past life. Is that right? From everyone? Yeah. You were once Robert Downey Jr.'s terrier. That's. I okay. I mean, it's possible. He is older than me by like ten years. I think he was called Prick. Prick Downey Junior. <laughs> so, so if he had a dog named Prick Downey Junior. who died before I was born in nineteen ninety two, I was not born in nineteen ninety two. No, you were born in you were born in two thousand and six. That's very far from the the case. I was... You think you've had a long life, but homunculi perceive time differently. I swear they made you out of mud. Like mud, sticks, leaves, and milk. Mm, I feel so much... Some tree sap. Yeah. There's so many people that would claim they've known me for longer than that. Bugs. They got, like, stuffed bugs in there to control it, like Oogie Boogie. I mean, we've only known each other, I think, for about 10 years or so. So I get that you don't have evidence. But I was on uh, the Road Rules Northern Trail, like we've talked about. Oh, you were, weren't you? I I always forget that. Yeah, and that was in the uh, late 90s, I think. You had your baseball cap on backwards. I did. That's right. That's the look I I thought was good. Bugger my bollocks. So I'm not a humunculi. I'm a real boy. You I'm a real person. Been. Yeah, I must have been thinking of someone else. Michael Sarah. That was it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the mm-hmm. one. He's really good in the Lego Batman movie. Well, as anyone who was fashioned from the clay of the earth should be. I suppose so. He seems... I, I feel for him. I feel badly for him, to be frank. You should feel for him. What a great idea for a game show. What? We put you and Michael Sarah alone in a room together... With the lights dim, you've got a blindfold on, and and you're oiled up and covered in seaweed, and you're just grasping the air for him, going, hey, 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 
kill you, I'm gonna kill him. And Michael Sarah has to try and remain out of your grasp as best as he can. But of course, you know, you're just blindfolded, so you're gonna hear him if he moves oh. and immediately be able to move in his direction if he's not like super quiet. We've got him dressed in an oversized romper suit. Why would I do this? I <laughs> He's dressed up like a big baby. <sighs> and your Baba Yaga <laughs> come to get him and cook him in the street. Baba Yaga, so I'm blind? Didn't you say I was blind and covered in seaweed? Yeah, yeah, you're Baba Yaga. I would just sit down. I would just I'm wait. I'm going to club you. I, I would, what is my motivation? you in my stew. Why would I ever want to say... I actually met Michael Sarah once. Why did I forget that? Well, then this will be a bit less socially awkward. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. He's going to be terrified. And we've turned the AC up. So he's hopefully sweating like hell in that romper suit. I. So I can honestly say... And you can look it up on YouTube because there's evidence. I like Michael Sarah interpersonally. Like we have had a conversation that was not short and I care about him because of that more than I would if he were just a complete total stranger. And who else was there? Uh, Edgar Wright, Jason Schwartzman, Anna Kendrick. They were all very pleasant and I care about them as people. I am not going to, Grab them and okay. cook them in stews. Okay. I'm not going to kill. I'll I'm not going to kill Michael Sarah. I'll meet you halfway. What if it was Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. I haven't met Jesse Eisenberg, but I there don't want to go. See, no problem. Jesse, I haven't met you. Your ass is stew. I, I can't tell the two apart half the time. Yeah. I think this is a completely reasonable compromise. They probably taste the same. Oh, I'm sure. Stringy. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg and Michael Sarah famously, it's on their Wikipedia page, share a flavor profile. I don't want to. They both seem totally fine. They seem like decent guys. Well, yeah, I, they, I they think. probably right? taste like rice and flour. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think they probably take decent care of their bodies and, you know, I mean, not a lot of fat, pretty lean. I mean, mm. bear in mind, Jonathan, the stew you're mixing them into contains wild medieval mushrooms. And by this point, you will have come to really need wild medieval mushrooms. Need? So they're, they're addictive mushrooms? <laughs> I'm just saying they make this show easier to work on. It's a high-stress environment. <laughs> All of us are going to be fucked mm. up on medieval stew. Ah, uh, and then I will be okay with eating a person? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be okay with eating a person. I'm worn out. I'm outside the room banging on it with heavy metal spoons, screaming. Conrad has to... I mean, he suffers the most. He's the one cranking the Coheed and Cambria in there. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've gotten him those headphones that drillers use so that they don't go, you know, bad in the head from drills. And yet, it can't drown it out at the volume we've cranked it. It's so distorted you can't even tell half the time. What is it? Coheed and Cambria. I mean, some people call it music. I haven't heard of this Coheed and Cambria. Is it modern music? Uh, it's newer than Baba Yaga. <laughs> the, the Russian folklore of a cannibalistic witch. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this. Madness predates them. <laughs> Not the mental uh, ailment. You mean the, the band? No, no. That's, that's had staying power. Sure. Right. The mental impairment are in my top ten bands. I meant being mad, like so angry that you've lost your mind or being so uh, lost your mind. You're, I uh, swear the, the top notch jokes we've had on this one. <laughs> Why are we not on MTV? Why are we not the state two? It, it could, I think we are better than some things. Better than the state? Well, I, I like the state quite a bit. We'll get that on record. I Jonathan off road rules claims to be better than Jolo Truglio. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but there's a lot of things that are not that great that are very popular. I bite my tongue a lot. 
the amount I don't talk about things that I think are bad is huge because the negativity just uh, brings negativity upon yourself. So I tend to, unless I'm being paid to criticize something for some reason, I bite my tongue. But geez, there's a lot of stuff that's worse than anything we could do even if we wanted to be terrible. It's And it's very popular. It's doing well, that stuff. People still go to Gigi Allen's grave and, like, kiss it, you know? There's real bad stuff going on out there, so anything goes. Wait, why am I saying that? That doesn't mean that I think any of the ideas we're doing are good. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that we could be even worse, I bet. So you're saying... We should aim to be even worse. No, I, I'm saying it's. It, you think that, we could do that? Like, do we need <laughs> to get? Do we need to get Jeremy Renner bad or? <laughs> Jeremy Renner was a fine Hawkeye actor in those five or six movies. Let's face it, he really we believed it that he was the Hawkeye, didn't we? That deep and complex character, <laughs> Hawkeye. Yeah. He shoots the arrows. The hook die. He calls it like it is. Essentially Robin Hood dressed worse. <laughs> and not fighting for the, the poor. Not fighting for anything good. Fighting to uphold the fascist state. Yeah, well, well I don't know. Maybe. He, no. Probably. He <laughs> they had a fascist uh, story. The Winter Soldier story. And he didn't work for the fascists. He didn't work for Robert Redford, the fascist. They haven't had the only fascist that matters. Who's that? The Swarm. (laughs) Someone on Twitter.com was saying you should be the new Swarm, the fascist bee collective. My Nazi bees will get you. He's a real... He's a Nazi? He literally screamed about his Nazi bees at one point. He's not just a Nazi made out of bees. He's a Nazi made out of Nazi bees. (laughs) Double the Nazi... All of the bees. I because there's a um, episode of Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends where Swarm is the villain in it. Terrified me as a kid because I would always ask adults like, "Well, how can we stop this guy?" There's this movie called The Car about a car that just runs people over, and I would say to the adults in my life, "How are we going to stop that car?" And they said, "Oh, we probably can't. It's probably going to run you over." And I was like terrified for two years after that. Mm-hmm. Swarm. I'd say, "How are we going to stop those bees? It's a bunch of bees. That's also a person." How, they're like, "Well, I mean, you can get it. You can live your life in a beekeeper suit. Other than that, yeah. Other than that, you're done." I was terrified of Swarm for years because of that, and I didn't even know he's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. Uh, yeah, that's it. They're not just bees. These are bees that hate. <laughs> They're very angry and very horny. Why did they? Couldn't they have just stopped at bees that will kill you? They had to add the Nazi element to that. I don't... Here's the thing. Yeah? Should bees be ideological? (laughs) No! They shouldn't bring their politics into it. They're better than that. I'd like to think most insects at least don't... I don't know, discriminate based on religion or something. They're just making honey and eating it and dying and that's it. It's nothing nothing complex about their potential for evil, that's what I'm saying, which is nice. It's at least simple with bees. They should be able to rise above it. Yeah, as they should. They've got wings. We don't. So <laughs> we, we could learn a thing or two from the noble bee yeah i like bees a little bit i read a story once that said the devil made bees really that sounds pretty harsh for the bees anyway it was this story book compilation of of stories about how animals and shit got made with a biblical sort of theme so it came up with these ideas of of how animals like got little stories attached to them as if they were one animal and then all of the others came from them. Oh, okay, sure. And the only story I remember was the story of the bee, which was which happened when the devil was jealous of all the animals that God had made all nice, like a, an ostrich with its long neck or a dog licking Hillary Clinton's face. Because <laughs> the devil was an angel, if it's the same mythology we're talking. Yeah, and I hate that story because it cast unionization in such a bad light. I bet it did. Yeah. Anyway, the story goes that the devil was jealous of all what God hath wrought and thought, right, I'm going to I'm gonna fucking dick around here. I can have a go at that. 
You think you can impress anyone because you made a panda? They're too big. You wasted too much clay. That's why there's not that many of them. Idiot. Wow. And they don't want to fuck each other, so you, you screwed it up. So he thought, right, I'm going to take some of this clay, because they were all made out of clay in the story. Mm. I'm, I'm going to steal some of this. He was like, oi, God, look over there. And God looked over there, and he grabbed some clay and ran off and said, omniscient my ass. He's a tit. Got on a ladder. No, Helter Skelter makes it more fun. Slid all the way down to hell going, and started uh, fiddling around with the clay and he made a bee. That's really hard. They're very complicated. Well, the idea was that the devil is such a dick that he could only make something that would sting you to fuck. Wow. Now, I don't know why they didn't go with something like a scorpion. Hornets that can sting multiple times. Yeah, because cause bees have, a, like, a really vital place within the ecosystem, right? Like, they're important. Sure. And they only sting once, and then they die. Like, it rips their guts out when they defend their hive. They're really... I wouldn't say noble, but they, they are self-sacrificing, at least. I guess, though, that's what the point of it was. If I, would, if I would amend the story, I would have it so that God had already made wasps. And the devil thought, right, I'll do one better than that. I'll make one that rips its own guts out. <laughs> and he laughed all day, the end. Just watching bees rip their own guts out. That would be, that is a, a cruel existence that someone who lives in hell might devise, it's true. It's the kind of existence only the devil could make out of clay. I'm still confused though, like, if he has this clay that can just create life, like, couldn't he just make his life better? Like, he could just create... Well, he did! He made bees! <laughs> yeah. He made this thing that rips its guts out when it sucks, yeah. It was the blasphemous version of getting cable. The greatest lie the devil ever told was telling a bee it wouldn't get its guts ripped out when it fucked. <laughs> I don't think they... I don't know enough about bee sex, but... If I, anyone tries mm. to mess with you, little bee, just poke them with your ass, and that will send them running. And the bee's like, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to go do that right now. Where are my guts? <laughs> the devil's taken me for a ride, yeah? Man, I've never felt as bad for bees as I do right now. Because it's so easy to just fear them and, and to, to worry about yourself when faced with a bee and its potential sting, but... They suffer a lot more than we do each time they sting us, don't they? Well, the one time they sting us. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Each time you are stung by a bee, a bee suffers a lot. That one bee does, yes. Well, good talk. Feeling good about my career. We know that bees have it bad. I think you should dress up like a bumblebee and raise awareness for bees. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I used to irritate my high school girlfriend, who I just let borrow around $2,000 because she's short on cash. I was like, sure, take this cash. I don't know if I'll ever get it back. We haven't dated in 24 years, maybe? I think we broke up when I was 18. So you haven't spoke to this woman in over two decades. She shows up on your doorstep and says, can I have $2,000 that you just give it to her? No, we, we've stayed in touch, uh, but we haven't dated since I was 18. Or Look, so. I'm on my way to your house right now, okay? <laughs> I will let you borrow money, Conrad, if you needed it. It's one of the good things about having some money saved up is you can use it to help people, but... When we were dating, she was really into, like, I want candlelit dinners, I want you to wear a tuxedo, I want to have a luncheon by a waterfall, and I want to drive a Porsche, and I want... And I was like, I want to get a van, and I want to take the shocks out of it, and I want to paint it black and yellow, and I want to put two big giant pieces of plastic on it, so it bounces up and down, it looks like a big bumblebee, and there'll be no seats inside of it, you just have to roll around. I was being a real passive-aggressive teenager, just trying to defy all of her romantic... Uh, it's no wonder that we, we didn't make it in terms of a, a love connection. But there was a time when I... Uh, my point is, I, I really grasped onto the bee identity in terms of having a bee van. 
We can get you a B band to drive around. Oh yeah, we don't want it anymore. It was just making conversation. I mean, and we can get you. We can get you more high school girls who demand Porsches, and you can scream about bees in their face. You want a Porsche? You want a Porsche when there are bees out there ripping their own guts out because we think we're poking the hornet's nest and innocent bees get caught in the crossfire. We're poking the wrong nests. Learn the difference. Hornets can sting you all day long and they won't rip their assholes off. It's a victimless crime in that case. But if you fuck with the bee, you fucked with all of the bees, including me. <laughs> Buzz, Buzzby Bee Buzzby. The buzzing bee. Bzzz. That's you. I'm, for, I'm going to be 43 this year. If I yell at teenage girls, <laughs> regardless if I'm dressed like a bee, but I'm sure that doesn't help. You can't. It's a not. It's a not. Can't you can you cannot do that. I think in the eyes of the law, it's it's better to yell dressed as a bee than not dressed as a bee. Ah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I'm not saying you can yell at whoever you want if you're dressed as a bee. I I think it's been decriminalized. <laughs> I am. <clears throat> so I mean, the law is uh, disturbing the peace or. Um, you know, verbal assault. I don't think that's a crime. What but. about disturbing the bees? <laughs> Let's I'll respect the law when they start to protect those who need it most. The bees? The bees. Absolutely the bees. Why wouldn't it be the bees? Who deserves it more than the bees? Not us. We don't get along. Uh, I mean, I did make a case for bees being somewhat morally, I don't want to say superior, but they're not as bad as some people morally because they're nothing i think they are morally superior i think we should cede to the bees if i'm honest i think we should live underground crying near each other and and let the bees have the earth (laughs) so all people must move underground and cry near each other in the dark just hoping that there's a way to survive under there. that or suffer the wrath of the bees they don't want to do it but they have reserves but the bees will i mean the bees can't if the bees sting us, the bees die. So we win every time a bee stings us. It's very hard to lose the, the bee fight. There will be more bees than us by that point. They can afford. They can afford it. <laughs> Have you seen how quickly bees get around? That's true. They multiply in uh, hives very quickly. They lay little larvas and um, they grow quite quick yeah and in preparation for seeding the earth we will have poisoned all of their natural predators and we will have africanized a fucking ton of them so we want the bees to win and then we want to leave for moral reasons oh yeah i i thought that was clear <laughs> wasn't uh, that was clear that we were going to take all of humanity underground and give the earth to the bees so that's yeah he did say that didn't he it's just hard for me to absorb it he did because it doesn't there's no benefit to us i hate to sound selfish but it's just completely what are you talking about you'd go down in history as the guy who gave the earth to the bees (laughs) that's not nobody likes that guy the guy who said you know what i like bees you know what i don't like everyone else so kill every other animal and human beings just go and cry about it because that ain't gonna matter if we get you a bee cannon What does that mean? I'm gonna shoot bees at people. Explanatory. If someone just if someone told me they were getting the bee cannon, I'd have a rough idea of the kind of night I was in for. I didn't want to believe it. So, am I shooting bees at like a at a high speed, high speed bee velocity? You'll be high on speed. You'll need it. It gets very hot in the bee suit. And I'm shooting bees at people with a cannon, is what you're saying. It's not just a cannon shaped like a bee, it shoots bees as well. Yeah, it, it's shaped like Cardi B. <laughs> Who's a, a voluptuous woman. I've never, um, I can't pay attention to her for whatever reason. Whenever she shows up, I just, same thing happened when I tried watching Jurassic Park 3. Like, I can't remember anything that happened in that movie. It's just completely does not grab my attention. It repels my attention, and so does Cardi B. That was the one where they, they brought Jeff Goldblum back. No, that was... The, Jeff Goldblum is in the second one and the no. fifth one. Oh. oh, the fifth one? The fifth one. So the first one, Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill. Second one, Goldblum. Third one, Neil. Fourth one, 
Star Lord. Fifth one, Star Lord and Jeff Goldblum, as my count anyway. Oh. So the third one, Sam Neill comes back. Which one had the the one with the the dinosaur with the fin on its back, the di- the Spinosaurus? Uh. They give a little ground to the featherist movement by sticking about three of them on the Velociraptors' <laughs> faces. I think that might be the fifth one with Jeff Goldblum. That's like Resident Evil. That one all like mostly takes place in a mansion. I think I missed a fourth one then. The fourth one is a callback to the first one, except it's bigger and more bold. But it's like, we're on an island again. Oh, they escaped again. I definitely watched the first one in the movie theater. Sure. Then I watched Jurassic Park 2 The Lost Boys in the movie theater. (laughs) With Jeff Goldblum back with his new adopted daughter and stuff. I know Vince Vaughn was in it. Vince Vaughn, um, one of the Lebowskis, yeah. Maude Lebowski's in it. Vince Vaughn was in it, and his mates caused pretty much all the trouble in the film. Right. Even though the company was supposed to be the bad guys. It was still just Vince Vaughn being like, Vince what are we Vaughn doing here? Vince Vaughn was, yeah, getting everyone killed on purpose. <laughs> Murder by dinosaur proxy. Right. I missed, I watched the. Th- I, th- I watched what I thought was the third one in the theatre, I'm with a Spinosaurus as the bad villain one, mm. the evil dinosaur. Maybe Sam Neill was in it, and I just got confused. No, the fourth. You, I bet you watched the third one, but your mind just stopped pressing record while it was on because it is the most unessential information the world has ever conceived. It's Sam Neill. <laughs> It's William H. Macy with a mustache being like, you know what? I really like dinosaurs. And that's like his entire character. It's like, you know what? He's a great actor, but that's all he's got. And um, a really, really attractive woman is his wife in the movie. And that's all. Then just stuff happens and it's not worth anything. No one dies. No, they talk to each other. And then it just ends. I think the pterodactyls are in it. That was like the big new thing. My friend just came down into our basement, so I think I have to go. It's been a great, great, great talk. I wish you were in my basement, then you'd never have to go. Uh, I mean, you'd you'd never get to go. Uh, There'd be nowhere to go. Yeah, just you, me, and the sweet oblivion, my friend. <laughs> That's thank, thank. I should be over here getting my bard on. <laughs> thank, thank. It's flattering. It is the fact that you you have so many things you could be doing, and you pay, give me all this attention. Every week, I'm doing it for the attention, I guess, because it is very flattering, but it's also mystifying and um, hard hard for me to feel like I understand what's going on, but it's okay. It's good. One day we're going to make sexual love with our bodies. Uh, I mean, I don't think so, but stranger things have happened. Exactly. Two seasons of it so far. <laughs> Wow, this is this is joke packed this week. It's zinger after zinger after <laughs> zinger. I'll get in there with my zinging finger. Do you want to? Uh, my friend's walking by. She feels guilty, even though I'm using her basement. She's moving a light. She's very nearby, trying to. Be she very won't quiet. feel all that guilty once we open up the tavern. Is she going to write me a note? She got paper. Nope, she's leaving. Is she writing me a note? No. Nope, she's not writing me a note. She just left with paper. Very quiet, very respectful to not interrupt this podcast. <laughs> she's never heard it, so she, she, I tried to explain that. That would to her. explain. Yeah. Yeah. Because there would be no this. respect. It would be get the fuck out of my basement. <laughs> I've explained to her a little bit the, the premise, and she, yeah. um, she just, her eyes went white. She just couldn't hear <laughs> well, any of it. She, she just Jurassic Park 3 did. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's true. But do you, do you feel more famous at the end of this? I feel hopeful about it. Now that you've roasted the Jurassic Park franchise? Just that one. Nobody liked that one. I don't think I'm going to... Hopefully people won't be upset at me for not liking something that they liked. But yeah. yeah, I feel like I did fine. I feel like you guys did great. I always think that maybe this is going to be the one. The one that just makes us... The next Mark Hammond, Mark Harmon, or uh, Larry Hamlin, or Mark uh, Hamill. Mark Hamill makes us the next Mark Hamill. You never know. He didn't know. He had no idea. It just happens one day. So yeah, we could all be the next Mark Hamill after this, or Harry, Harry Hamlin. We should be. Yeah, we should. We're just fine. Marvin Hamlish. <laughs> Hamish Macbeth. Yeah, marvelous Marvin Hagler. He's good. A lot of Hampton. Har- Hark Hampton. Han, hands, Han Hamsman, 
Harry Ham, Harry Ham's man. That's a guy, right? Paddington Bear. <laughs> That's one. That should be one. It is now. Great job. <laughs> there we go. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. I'm sorry, you can cut this out. The uh, audio, uh, the connection keeps cutting in and out. I wasn't sure who was supposed to be doing Oh, that. yeah. they both You both did it, and that was what was good. Like, it sounded like Conrad was so suddenly in love with the idea of being a saucy wench that he couldn't help it. I might have that cut in suddenly and jarringly at the end. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Like, he loved the idea, so he just couldn't help but barrel. For the first time, he was like, Jim, I got this. I'm taking this. This is mine. Whether you like it or not. Just <laughs> That was fun. I'm glad that happened.